If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into In Game Live right here on the Sports Grid on a Saturday afternoon. I'm Kevin Walsh. I am joined by George Kurtz. George, we are continuously looking through the board to find some value. Um, boy, oh boy, over on the NBA side of things, though, I don't necessarily know if I can still point you in any direction. The halftime score of 75 to 69 gives us a number now of 258. And a half. Uh, that is a monster, monster total, guys. Uh, you take a look at the box score. The Clippers, who are losing this game, by the way, are shooting 60% from the field because so are the Blazers. Just ridiculous numbers from these teams. Uh, I will at some point break out the handy-dandy calculator to do the math on what this second half total exactly is. I mean, we've got, I can do this quickly here. We got, what, 144 points? Not bad, look at me. 144 points in the first half. Okay, so now we're sitting at 258, so you need a 115 total. I mean, yeah, I, I can't point you guys in that direction on that one because the offenses should slow down a little bit in normal regression, but no, there's been nothing stopping them thus far. I think, if anything, maybe just take the Blazers to pull away, but I still think the Clippers are live. I'll take a look later on in the live player prop market, guys, and I'll see if there's anything that jumps out there. But nothing really uh, for me on that front, George. And I'm still trying to find out what I'm supposed to do with this Yankee game because I keep telling myself I'll wait, but I really just want to back Garrett Cole. Then do it. You got a gut feeling. There's nothing wrong with going with a gut feeling either. As I saw, my problem was this. You know, I mentioned this during the break. The Yankees are the home run hitting team. That's going to be tough to do against Glasgow. Uh, while the Rays, they're not a home run hitting team. They'll do the little things, whether it be moving runners over, stealing bases, uh, you know, hit and run, stuff like that. Well, the Yankees don't rarely do that sort of thing. I think the Rays are built to sort of win this game here. You know, the Yankees are built to hit that three-run home run, and that's going to be tough to come by. It didn't come last night right against good pitching here, and it might be tougher to come by tonight. The Yankees made the mistakes last night. Uh, like I said, walking to uh, back-to-back batters. A wild pitch slash pass ball. Still don't know which one it was. Uh, Taltman at the top of the inning. Runner on say he hit a double. First thing he does, ground ball to the left side, gets thrown out of third base. You know, he made a mistake yeah. there. And that ruined the Yankees' chance to score that inning. So the eighth inning wasn't good for the Yankees. They made mistakes here. Uh, once again, it happens. 
you know, even a 60-game season, you're going to see, see stuff like that happen. And the Yankees have just been cold lately. Even in Philadelphia, a hit his ballpark. They didn't line it up. You know, they, they beat up the Phillies' bullpen a little bit, but the starting pitching, they did not. Didn't hit against Nola. Didn't hit against Wheeler. Sure, they beat up uh, Eflin a little bit, but uh, even him, they didn't crush. There's no Eflin going today. Glasnow is an ace. I think they're going to have trouble scoring here. I think Cole's going to match him one for one, but this smells to me like another one nothing 2-1 game. And in that case, even if i do not not sure who's going to go, I'm just going to go with the plus money. I think that that is totally fair. I think I've made my decision here, George. I'm going to do what you're right, right? Just if, if you like it, go with it. Plus 176, Yankees on the money line alongside the Minnesota Twins on the money line. Maybe I'm asking for it in this spot here, but I like both these teams. Um, I think this is uh, this is where I'm going to roll with it over to FanDuel Sportsbook. Look, plus 176 isn't bad. I'm getting Garrett Cole to win a game, and I'm getting the Twins to not lose again versus the Royals team now that's won far too many games in a row. Uh, so that little uh, a little small play with that parlay there uh, is how I'm looking at that one again over to FanDuel Sportsbook. You can find that number at plus 176. I think that's fair, George. I think plus 176 makes that worth it. Oh, yeah. Let's well, get plus money. I have no issues. Uh, listen, I'm betting on the Minnesota game solo, so I'm certainly with you there. And really, for a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of the same reasons as you are. Really? They're going to lose yeah. back-to-back games to Kansas City? They're going to Kansas City's going to win three, four in a row? No. The world's not ending. I know it feels like it is, but the world's not ending. Kansas City's not going to do that again. So I'm gonna, uh, Minnesota's been good to me this year. One of the few teams that's been good to me this year. So uh, I'm going to go back to the well there as well. As a, when I keep saying the Yankees, I, I, don't have, I don't have a great – last night I really didn't think they had a chance. But it, and true, the Rays won, but not how I thought they'd win. Today's a little different. I think this is more of a 50-50 game here. Seven innings, really anything can happen because Cole could go seven and not give up any runs. That wouldn't shock me if you told me that later. And maybe the Yankees do get that hit, that one big hit. You know, just uh, This is a game where if it was in Yankee Stadium, I'd feel better because maybe Judge flips one out to the, uh, you know, into the bleachers. You know, they did a short porch. They hit one out here. Tampa's a little different. Uh, the ball doesn't carry well here. It is a pitcher's park. You're going to have to really cream one to get it out, especially today. Yeah, uh, we did get a little bit of breaking news now, guys. Uh, officially, Ben Simmons will be, gun- uh, will be undergoing surgery on his left knee. Uh, so the Sixers star guard will be out for a bit. No timetable given, though, with that news. I don't know if we're just supposed to assume that uh, surgery means his season is over, but Obviously, that means there's no way he's playing in the rest of these eight games, and I doubt that means he'd be available for the first round uh, when you're getting surgery on the knee. Uh, the Sixers are not in action today, and again, even if they were, the expectation would not be for him to play. Uh, he's going to be leaving the bubble uh, for this procedure, and then a timetable on a return will be coming uh, soon. So we don't have official word uh, on that, but the, the news really around Ben Simmons was – not great. So as far as the futures market goes, it's there's not really an easy way to fade the Sixers right now because it's not like they're priced as the favorite. There's a bunch of teams involved in those markets. There's you know no live team totals, nothing like that. Uh, but it's, of course, massive news for this team moving forward. Uh, when you look at them going forward in, in a first-round matchup, potentially with maybe the Heat, the Pacers, the Celtics, whichever combination they get uh, or whatever dance partner they end up with there uh, losing Ben Simmons is going to be a massive massive blow for them and uh, they uh, have to be crushed by this as well because one of they were one of those teams that benefited from this restart in that Ben Simmons was likely to be out for a while for them and he now was able to come back and be healthy and uh, he goes down again so uh, that's an unfortunate spot there and uh, again, it's you know it's one of the things, George. I've, and I know you've talked about it a lot with the pitchers uh, in Major League Baseball, but we spent there was we kind of got used to like player absent through COVID, or at least like it just seemed like we, everything was just about positive tests. And now we're kind of we've somewhat been reminded it's like oh yeah, normal injuries in sports are also still a threat. Yes, you're absolutely right. We sort of forget that people get hurt. You know, listen, baseball. It could be a coincidence, but I we've seen an awful lot of pitching injuries, right? And uh, I don't know what's going on here. Is it because of the short ramp-up time again? Is it because of two pretty much spring trainings in four months? 
Was that the issue here? But a lot of arm injuries, a lot of elbow, shoulder injuries, soreness, that sort of thing, which I think was to be expected. I'm not shocked about it. We're probably not seeing as many uh, soft tissue injuries, you know, the groins, hamstrings, calves, as I thought you'd see here. The other injuries are baseball injuries. You know, George Strang got hurt the other night. Yeah, he dove for a ball down on his wrist. That's going to happen. I wouldn't call that a, uh, you know, any kind of weird injury. But I think the, the pitching injuries are concerning to me. And that it may also be why you're seeing some teams be very cautious with their pitchers and why they're not going deeper into games because they don't want these guys uh, to develop that kind of injury. But, you know, if you're starting pitcher right now, you're going to your third, fourth start at least. So you should be okay and pass that point. But it does, uh, yeah, I think we sort of forget that it's, it's not all about COVID. You have your regular injuries as well. Yeah, and obviously those, you know, are it's just it's just tough to see. You don't you don't you don't want to see guys uh, go down in that fashion. I think George, um, we can start to talk a little bit about some of these other baseball games because there's really no way eh, we'll probably be able to hit all of them. We'll do a nice job, but um, like let's just start here. Tigers Pirates. Are are you a madman? Are you going to keep playing this series plus one eighteen on your Detroit Tigers? I feel extremely lucky that I won this bet, uh, this bet last night. I mean, uh, and he, I think you said it at one time. You were to, If I told you that the uh, Pirates were going to score seven runs, you would have thought you lost. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would have. You're right. So now you want me to go back to it? Derek Holland, Yvonne Nova, two veteran pitchers who really aren't very good. I mean, I'm not betting the game. All right? I'm not doing that. You want to talk to me about the over? It's only nine. Obviously, both teams scored 30 runs. I mean, the Pirates are hitting of late. They scored, I think, seven runs the game before. It might have been six. You know, I could be convinced of the over here. A little, little small little thing, nothing major here. But uh, I could be convinced of that, but I'm not I'm not touching the game. I was lucky to win this last night, I'm fully aware, fully ready uh, to admit that. I am not going back to this well. No, I'm not going to tempt fate. Yeah, it's a weird spot to try and figure out with this total as well because now it was through extra innings, but 30 runs scored between these two teams here. Like, it was 12, 12 goals extra innings. Nuts. That's it, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it like, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. You know, the Tigers, were they maybe due because they had been shut out in a couple or they were, you know, they came up against the Indians pitching and they weren't really uh, able to hit a little bit here. I just, it, it's a, it's a tough spot to call. Look, it's not a very attractive game. It's not one that I typically uh, will get involved in, but look, the Tigers are another team. They're above 500. Like it's weird, but they it are. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. They have a three and one road record, thanks to the Reds. Uh, I mean, what a. I know. Yeah, I should just keep easy, betting yeah. on them. So that way they keep losing. And maybe I'll lose money on it, but at least then they'll keep losing because they don't deserve <laughs> Like that. No, you want to talk about a. You're not even, what's frustrating, Kevin, is about certain teams like this, the Tigers, they're not trying to win, they want to lose. I'm not the players. The players always want to win, but the organization wants to lose because that's how you build up. You get those low draft picks. You make those picks. They pay off. Hey, you build a good team. See the Cubs, see the Astros of the last five to seven years. So uh, when you when you go on them and they, they, they destroy the Cincinnati Reds, you're like, what? what are, you know, did I run over a nun? Did I, you know, did I have to go to church? Uh, am I mm-hmm. cursed? What? You know, that just didn't make any sense to me. Same thing with the Rays and Orioles last week. Another, uh, actually, I'm, I'm not so sure the Orioles want to win anybody. So when they you sweep the Rays, are you kidding me? I mean, really, what did I do to deserve this? That sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, uh, frustration is putting it nicely. You're talking about, like, I start to grip the pen a little tighter here, you know, and get a little angry. Yankees go down one, two, three in the first inning. Uh, one strike out the glass now. All right. Uh, well, um, you know, it'll be – it's going to be a fun game to follow, though. And I'm curious to see – how much they will jump around with these live lines uh, after each half inning. Uh, the Yankees now come down to what I'm seeing at minus 134. Um, I'm, yeah, I can't say I'm surprised it doesn't move more than that. That's 20 cents. Um, so, you know, it, it goes to show. It, it's going to keep moving around. Man, the Yanks, minus one and a half, plus 162. You just do not see those numbers when Garrett Cole is on the mound, uh, but that is the case there. Also, Indians White Sox is underway uh, as well, so we will be keeping up with those games, and soon we'll be getting the second half of Clippers Blazers. By the way, uh, that those player props, we'll have an update on that for you 
when we get back here on Endgame Live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back right here to In Game Live on the grid. Kevin Walsh and George Kurtz. Feel free to hit us up over on Twitter. Let us know what plays are on. We've now got three different games that we can look at. Still one over in the NBA uh, with Blazers and Clippers, where we mentioned we were going to try and take a look at some of these live player props. I initially saw these uh, having the numbers locked, that is uh, what they had in terms of the numbers for the Clippers. I was like, oh, well, maybe they're a little nervous. They don't know who's going to come out here for the second half. Now, they have gone and posted those numbers, and the half is underway. uh, So that will start to move the numbers. The only thing I was going to maybe potentially tell you guys is if you had to play it, Paul George over under 29 and a half points in this second half where, you know, he's got 16 coming into this frame. Could I possibly see? Paul George going out there, putting forth a big half in a game that they're clearly playing tight. I can see that uh, as a possibility, but I didn't think there was a ton of value in that market either. Uh, it just This is kind of the nature of a game that, on a side, has pretty much stayed in line pregame. So it's all about where you guys saw this one pregame. And then the totals completely gotten away in the way that this one has. And it's hard to go against the grain here. It's also hard to play a live over that's 30 points off where a number closed. Nature of the beast kind of thing. Uh, but we are now over here 
on uh, the MLB. We've got two games that have joined us. And I don't know if they've got a runner on. It looks like they do, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. And that's brought the number down to minus 114. Getting closer and closer to a pick em. Uh, George, I'm sure you have that game on. What's the scenario there right now? Yeah, you're, you're correct. It's funny how you, you don't even need to watch the game. You know what's going on just from looking at the line and what's happening there. Uh, leadoff, seeing eye single through the right side. Uh, so the Rays have a runner on first. Nobody out. 2-1 count to Choi. All right, so we'll keep following there. Uh, what is interesting is as this game got underway, they moved the total from the flat six with the crazy juice to both sides down to a five and a half. Now it's reasonable. Uh, minus 115 for the under, minus 111 for the over. I mean, like, and it was tough to tell George how he wanted to play this because the juice was so much. Now, five and a half at minus 115, are you more inclined to be able to play the under now that that juice is gone? Yes, absolutely. I do think it's going to be an under game. I said my final score, I think on the high side, would be 3 2. I think that's the high side. I think it's going to be a 2-1 game, something like that. So, yes, now with the juice not crushing me, where I don't need necessarily a parlay partner, I am much more comfortable playing the under. We also had an update, by the way, guys, on the NBA quickly that I'll throw you. Jamal Murray is active today and will be playing for the Denver Nuggets for the first time in the restart. Uh, that number, uh, I saw it at two a second ago. It's now up. Two and a half, a little bit of. Uh, it's always going to move a little bit when a you know one of the team's top three players uh, coming into the year is probably top two. I know Michael Porter Jr. shifted things there, uh, but whenever a guy like that is going to be involved, I'll tell you this though: with this game here, I won't break it down a little bit later on. But laying two and a half with Denver is minus one hundred six. Uh, money line is minus one thirty four. Maybe baseball being on as much as it is right now is normalizing money lines for me more than usual, but. Minus 134, I'll probably leave the two and a half points at home if I wanted to back the Denver Nuggets. That's all I'm saying there. I think it's probably a game you look to play in the money line, but we've got a while before that game, over an hour before we need to start breaking that one down. We'll be patient before we start uh, hitting that game. Uh, we are also into the bottom of the first. You know what we should have done, George? You know what we really should have done? is We should have parlayed no runs in the first inning in both of these 2 o'clock games. And, and gave ourselves a very uh, intense ride to start the slate. I would have liked it in the Yankee game. I said that. I don't know if I would have liked it as much in the Cleveland Sox game. Because uh, that is the game. I don't think the Yankees – I always look at the ballpark. And it wouldn't shock me if uh, Cleveland didn't score on top of the first, or the bottom of the first. But maybe one of the White Sox bats gets a hold of one and puts it out. And mm-hmm. there goes that bet there. You know, uh, I would, once again, I would feel differently if it was one of the Indians' top pitchers. But Plesak's not that. He's good. And I like Plesak. I have uh, I have faith in him, but not that kind of faith here. So I don't know if I would have been comfortable with that. But, yes, if you would have brought that up, you probably could have convinced me of it. I think I would have been able to. I would ah, George, it'll be fun. That's how we'll start our day. Because it probably would have been a little plus money, too. Uh, you already liked one side of it so much. That's one that yeah, got you wouldn't, you wouldn't have had to try hard. It would have been, you know, timing down. I don't think so. You would have said it a couple of times. So, yeah. I'd have been involved in it. It looks like you might actually win that bet, too. Like get two outs in the White Sox. Ooh, that should have been a strikeout. But uh, Cole, I'm playing Mr. Shocking. Robot arms, people. Robot arms can't come soon enough. I was going to ask you if you you're in, you were into robot arms. I had a feeling that you probably were. Oh, I've been, uh, I've been on this bandwagon for years and years. Uh, I hate the home plate umpire. I think it's the uh, it's the easiest way to influence a game. I mean, the old hub played up by every every you heard. Well, you know, the veteran pitcher gets a twenty inch strike zone, while the rookie pitcher gets a twelve. What? Hmm. Where does it say hmm. that in the rule book? Did I, did I miss that in the rule book? It's not there. <laughs> you know, it's not there. So when you hear that it's just, it's just garbage. How the strike zone changes. You know, in the first inning it'll be a refrigerator box, and in the ninth inning it's a cereal box. It's like you've got to be kidding me. You know, we, can, we have the technology. We can do this right. It'll stop arguments. It'll stop everybody going, you know, complaining. You'll know what you have to swing at. You'll know what strikes zone. It's the same for everybody. It's the same in every inning. It's not going to change. It's not going to change from umpire to umpire, inning to inning, game to game, pitcher to pitcher, batter to batter. Mm-hmm. We know some batters like, uh, you know, Tony Gwynn back in the day. If he took it, they all must be a bull. Tony Gwynn knows the strike zone. Wade Box, same sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, sir. What's the way it is? Well, yeah. If they took it, well, they know the strike zone so well, they get the benefit of the doubt. Where some guys, you know, don't. They're, you know, uh, just 
it just drives me insane. With Tom Glavin, the Hall of Fame pitcher for the Braves, I uh, used to complain about, uh, oh, I'm not getting the pitch that's six inches outside. Well, you're not supposed to get the pitch that's six inches outside. All right? I mean, that's just garbage. Throw a strike. Uh, so, yeah. yes, I, I can't wait. And I thought baseball sort of missed the boat. But the only other like, stupid rules they put in this season, the runner on second base and extra innings, the seven inning doubleheaders, wouldn't this have been the season's a trial run for the robot ums, Quest Tech, whatever you want to call yeah. it, computerized strike zone? I think it would have been perfect. And no one even loses a job, by the way. It's not like the umpires are, uh, there's not going to be a home plate umpire. You still need someone there to judge mm-hmm. hit by pitches, stuff like that, or plays at the plate. So you still yeah. lose a job there. But uh, in my mind, I think the home plate umpire, I'm going on a little rant here. I think they've gotten terrible ever since they went away from the balloon uh, chest protectors. It was back in the 70s and before that. You could see those. Because now, by the way, I think Cole struck out the side. Uh, now, they set up on one side. You know, they, they, they usually have the catchers right shoulder, which means they're either going to see the outside corner or the inside corner. The other side, they're guessing at. They're two feet away. They're guessing at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. strike. Yeah, ball. You know, and so it just they don't know. When they had the balloon, they were right over the middle because they were protected. But the balloon doesn't look good on TV. It's not aesthetically pleasing. So they ended up getting rid of that, I think, in the late 70s, early, early 80s. But I think that's when home plate umpiring started to get poor. That's an interesting take. I, I just – I had a very brief back and forth once with someone over the home plate umpires and it took one question for me to realize I was off because I was like, ah, nah, the home plate robot umpires, that's weird. He goes, why? He goes, why do you want people to get stuff wrong? I go, ah, it's, it's human error. It is what it is. He goes, well, you want human error to decide games? And I went, ooh, that makes no sense. Yep, give me the robots. I was like, that makes no sense. What am I talking about? You know what I mean? It was one of those things where you're kind of holding on to what you know for no reason. It's not better. So, uh, yeah, I as well, uh, I'm all for the robot up. There's no reason uh, not to move that there. You were right, by the way. Derek Cole did strike out the side. I was curious if they would uh, offer live uh, a live strikeout prop for Garrett Cole. They do not, but um, certainly have to feel good about the fact that you didn't play that under, assuming you didn't play that under. Uh, what's also interesting is the Yankees are up to now minus 170 favorites. Listen, I'm going to go back a little bit. Now you, now you got me going on a rant here. When I hear people <laughs> say that, oh, it's the human element that it, you yeah. know, we, we want the human. Are you kidding me? That, that, everyone will say that until your team loses or you lost money or whatever it is because the umpire mm-hmm. made a mistake. Then you're going to be living the human element. Listen, when you go to a doctor, you have surgery. Oh, it's the human element. Yeah, I'm probably going to save your life, but maybe not. The human element. Sorry. That's complete bull, especially in today's game. I mean, maybe somewhat, Kevin, back in the 70s and beforehand, where the money wasn't as big. I could sort of, oh, right, maybe, but even that's stretching it. Nowadays, you see guys get fired over this stuff, right? Guys lose their jobs. Players, those that get sent down to the mines where things didn't, didn't work out their way because of a bad call. You know, it may not be the football reason, but it's part of it. You go back to what the football mm-hmm. game in the, I'm going to say the 90s, with Vinny Testaverde against, I think it was against Seattle, and they ruled him down when clearly he scored. The coach got fired that season. They would have won that game. Maybe he doesn't get fired. You see this over and over again. Uh, listen, I don't want every call reviewed, every little thing. I don't. I admit watching the baseball games where they review, if your spike is uh, you know, a millimeter off the base, it gets monotonous. That's not what review was for. I understand, but still, you were off the base, so I don't really complain about it. But it's not what I want to see either. But uh, I want the calls to be correct. Bottom line is, I want the calls to be correct. I want the right outcome to be made, to, to be had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that. No, I think, but I think that is it, it's simple enough. Like I saw, you know what really stood out to me this year. I don't know if you've seen the Shohei Otani star, but he is. The, the, the difference between them giving him and not giving him the strike call is the difference between, like, the start to his pitching season, which is now obviously with injuries and what have you, it's all, it's all off to a disastrous start. But he walked in a run on a 3-2 count where you probably could have seen that Venice strike called, and then he never got anybody out in that first start. It's such a swing. Like, balls and strike. But that's the thing about baseball, though, where – if somebody were to make the argument, again, it's, a, it's an argument that's a little faulty, but baseball is a game that lacks consistency. I can hit a ball, 
400 feet and it not be a home run. I can hit a ball 320 feet and it is a home run. I can hit the ball. They show this now on games, George. Home run in two of 30 ballparks. Home run in 29 of 30 ballparks. It's, it is a game that lacks consistency. Well, it's the one sport, uh, basketball, court size, same for everybody. Hockey, ring size, same for, same for everybody. Football, same thing, right? The, the sizes are always the same. Baseball is the one where, yeah, you're going to have different outfield dimensions, and you build your team towards that. Yankees build the left-handed power. Well, not anymore, but they used to. Uh, Fenway, you build the right-handed power, right hard throwing right-handed pitches. It's the way it is. So I kind of I don't mind that in baseball, but the the umpiring. Like I said, you'll get me going on another rant for another two segments. <laughs> uh, all right, we hit a break. We come back more in-game live right here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome on back right here. To in game live. Kevin Walsh and George Kirch with you guys for another hour and a half. Uh, and we've got a couple of games that are live right now. Look, we're tied up 85 85. Blazers defense still has not shown up even remotely in this game now. Uh, they've already given up 16 points with still uh, 6.30 to go in this third quarter here. It's now a tie game. Uh, you take a look over at the live numbers. They're laying three and a half, which is still somewhat similar though to where the pregame number was. The live total is 259. Uh, and a half sitting right there. However, 
Uh, over on the baseball side of things, the Yankees got their first two on. Uh, I do not know the result of this current at bat, although it probably moved because it's now down to minus 205. It was minus 290. Yeah, Glasnow just struck out Taupin, uh, so that's why it moved. Uh, there, so the Yankees have first and second with one out now. Uh, Glasnow has two strikeouts on the game here. I, I'm following that because I have the over in that as far as the strikeouts are concerned. Cleveland has a runner on second base in the second inning of the, uh, with one out here, so they're threatening as well. We might have some action sooner rather than later. Which is nice to see that game currently locked, so maybe much sooner rather than later. Potentially, uh, both games were scoreless. Man, I wonder what that number was uh, to try and piece those. Because I, I think at FanDuel you can parlay. That's the thing. FanDuel, very aggressive with what they do and don't let you parlay, which is awesome. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated uh, there as well. Now, who do the Yankees send? Oh, Gio Urshela, fantastic. Just who you want to see. Uh, the big spot here, though. Now, George, did you end up getting the Rays as well or just the Glasnow? Yeah, the bets I put in were the Rays, the Twins, and the Glasnow over 7.5. Well, this is now an interesting – I have to think, though, right? So we're on opposite sides of a bet. But the tiebreaker is that we're both Yankee fans. So I think it's very acceptable for me to outwardly cheer for the Yankees in this spot. Oh, of course. I don't get – I'm not one of those people get gets mad about that, by the way. I know some people do. Listen, Kevin, if you had any powers, all right, any powers to uh, rebuild the gazillionaires, right? Uh, really, we change the outcome of things. So I don't freak out right. about that. I mean, other than the uh, when I'm on the shows, I generally don't tell anybody. Nobody asks what I bet on. But if you ask, I tell you. If you don't ask, I'm not yelling about it. And uh, – I'm usually pretty quiet while betting, usually unless things are getting heated up. There were, listen, like everybody else, there are times I'm yelling at the TV. But I do have two kids at home, you know, and I don't want, I don't want to drop too many F-bombs or uh, mm-hmm. throwing stuff at the TV or, you know. Uh, it's just the way I am. You know, I watch the games quietly. But I, I, if you were here with me and you were rooting for the, uh, you're, hey, you're rooting for the Yankees, I don't mind the Yankees win. But even if you're, they were right. on the team, I wouldn't be going against you. I would understand. You didn't bet because you were trying to go the opposite of me. You bet because that's what you thought. That's okay. You know, I respect that, and I uh, I move on. If I win, I win. I lose, I lose. I'm not going to – it's not like I'm betting life's uh, changing money here. Oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to make my house payment now <laughs> if the Rays don't win. You know, nothing yeah. like that. So uh, I'm not all that worried about it. So, no, I wouldn't get upset at you at all. I, I, I do appreciate that. I'll tell you this. Uh, so I had to – I started the show. I didn't, I didn't think it was necessary to bring the Apple TV up into the room here where we're doing this. Um, because I, you know, I had to switch locations. We were in the basement. I'm now up here in my brother's room. Uh, I, I was like, ah, I don't need to bring the Apple TV. But then I was like, you know what? I want to watch. I want to watch this Yankee game. So it's up here now. And I don't know if it's if it never registered, whatever it might be. But Glasnow is throwing me for a loop with this squat that he hits before every single pitch. This is weird. Well, we've seen weird things like that before, right? How these yeah. windups work here. I mean... I don't know what it is. You know, I guess it's how you get yourself started. Whatever. Whatever works for you. Uh, they, you know, you, a lot of these guys' mechanics have been changed a lot over the years. The Yankees, by the way, have bases loaded now. You can see what White Glasnow's pitch count gets up there so hard. He's at 29 pitches now, one pitch, uh, in, uh, one out into the second inning. He is a guy who's going to throw a lot of pitches. He, uh, his ball moves all over the place. So he has a tough time with command, really, inside the zone here. So he's going to walk batters. He always is. So, uh, but I uh, I try not to pay attention to that too much. I mean, I was, I was always amazed by pitchers. These are more guys in the 70s who had long deliveries, how their knee, when they're on their delivery, just barely missed the dirt of the mound. Every time, they're like an inch off the mm. ground. Like, how do you do that and not hit the ground and go tumbling sometimes? You know, I'm always amazed by that. But uh, Glasnow, another guy here, man, he's a skinny little stick too. Someone's going to buy this kid a yeah. sandwich. Ha! George, don't get us hungry again. You know how easy Yeah, yeah that, that, that's my bad. We start talking about yeah. burgers again with Cam. <laughs> we see we keep doing this on the weekend. We keep talking about sandwiches. Now I'm in the mood for a nice cold cut sandwich. I'm gonna have to see uh, what I can what I can do about that. It's tough in between breaks uh, to figure it out, but uh, we we will certainly uh, we'll see what we can do. Did we get action in the Indians White Sox game? I'm seeing minus one ten both sides here. I'm guessing the White Sox got out of it. I was certain there's a commercial, so I can't tell you. I, I do have the okay. game on here, but I didn't see what happened here. Uh, no one scored. So there you go. Still scoreless there. Gary Sanchez now 2-2. Two and two. Anybody want to bet on a strikeout here for Sanchez? <laughs> I wonder if they gave you, like, 
Yeah. Uh, I hope not, though. Uh, let's be honest here. You know, they just showed something, George, that um, you could probably speak to a little bit better than myself. But They showed the average uh, exit velocity of the balls that Gary is hitting is like eighth uh, in baseball, but he's, you know, he's still batting like three for 33, whatever it might be. Is that something that can catch up and, and regress back a little bit here? And he starts, he's just maybe been a little unlucky or is he hitting it hard, but it doesn't really make the difference? I am surprised by that stat. I mean, I watch every Yankee game. I'm a fan here. I have not seen Gary hit too many balls hard. He's hit some hard, absolutely. But he strikes out so often. I think he's striking almost half his at-bats. So then yeah. his other half, he's actually putting the ball in play hard. I haven't noticed that. I think the biggest problem with Sanchez, by the way, has been Giancarlo Stanton. And what I mean by that is, follow me here, is you know, Sanchez, we oh. know he can hit, and he can hit long home runs. He did strike out, by the way. Shocking. Boy, uh, who, oh. who didn't see that coming? Uh, but the biggest problem for Sanchez is that he has seen Carl Stanton come. Stanton hits long home runs, majestic shots. Aaron Judge already did that. And I think he wants to do that too. He wants to be part of that. Mm. Do the batting practice thing where they're all hitting the ball, you know, into the luxury boxes in left center. And I think that's hurt him because I think ever since Stanton's come over, he hasn't been the same kind of guy. I think he's got a little pole happy where he's got the home run happy. Rather than one thing about Judge, you see he'll use the short porch in right field. A home run's a home run, boys and girls. Doesn't matter if it goes mm-hmm. five with your feet or three thirty-five down the line. Down's the same. So I think Sanchez has got himself into trouble the past couple of years because of that. Because of Stanton, because of Judge and all those majestic home runs. Yeah, and it's a tough like I, I just watched that right now and I'm like, he better not swung at a ball. Of course he swung at a ball. And you would like to think with the way that you've mentioned it, right? Glassnow's already thrown thirty five pitches. He's wild right now. You know, with the way Gary's been, I maybe mean, don't just keep the bat on the shoulder and, and hope he throws a bad one. I I think this is a tough spot though with this season of you know, wanting to maybe try and give a guy a day off to reset. But also, look, there's not a lot of time. These games matter. And now with, uh, you know, Higashoka banged up, I, I don't, you know, Gary's going to have to keep swinging through this thing, George, but you can see it in his face when he heads to the bench at, at the end of that at-bat. He is clearly thinking about these struggles. Clearly. Oh, I agree. I concur with your assessment there. I, you can see it. I think it's been going on a while, by the way. This is not just the past couple of games. You can see it the past seven, past ten days that it's on his mind that he's not hitting. You know, the good news is he generally has not taken it out on his catching. His catching looks to be does look to be improved. I know the uh, play last night, uh, the slider from uh, Ottavino. I did see a replay of it. They could have called it a pass ball. It did not hit the ground first. But that slider moved a good two feet and was nowhere near what it, where it should have been. So I don't know if I uh, – Glasnow does indeed strike out the side. He matches Cole there. Yankees don't score. Uh, uh, Gardner swinging a miss, also probably on a, a ball. So uh, both both starting pitches look good, but Glasnow's throwing a truckload of pitches right now, 40 through uh, two innings. So I think the, with Gary, I mean, I think he will get – he certainly can't get any worse, right? So I think he will get better, has to be. I don't think this is the series for him. And once you're going to face Glasnow, you're going to face another good uh, pitcher tomorrow. Even the, in the nightcap, you're not going to play with nightcap tonight, but you're probably going to face a bullpen game in the race, have a good bullpen. He's not hitting the fastball right now, the hard fastballs. Sure, he hit a 92-mile-per-hour fastball, but 95-plus, he just, he's just not hitting it. He's swinging through it. It looks like his timing is there. I mean, it doesn't look like he's behind the ball. He's just not hitting it for whatever reason. That, to me, seems like a mechanical adjustment needs to be made. I, I want to throw something out here to you, George, again. One of the things that I think you and I are on a quest to do is look at every live market available uh, throughout the course of certainly this baseball season. Now, they have third-inning total run prop, third-inning result. Now, first of all, the Yankees, too. So, third-inning result. You've got the Rays, the draw, and the Yankees. All of those are viable bets, right? The Yankees are plus 350. To win that. By the way, a draw, so if it's 0 0, guys minus 220. For there to be one run scored in the third inning is plus 370. Two or more runs is plus 390 as far as total runs here. There's a couple of different ways that you can play this. But now, again, this is, we're talking about big plus numbers here. We're talking about taking swings. But the Yankees to win the third inning, George, at plus 350 with LeMahieu. Judge, 
and Mike Ford coming to the plate, considering how wild and you know lacking control Glasnow just looked at that number plus three fifty, or is that just too gimmicky to even get involved? Well, it's, it's certainly gimmicky. I, uh, I don't think there's any doubt it's gimmicky. But you're right. The Yankees do have a top of a lineup coming up. And they did just make uh, Glasnow work. This would be something, if Cole can get out of this inning very quickly and Glasnow is forced to get out there in the next, let's say, six, seven minutes, I would look at this. Okay. But if, you know, if, they, if they make Cole work a little bit, Glasnow is able to sit on the bench, you know, drink his water, rest for a little bit, then he'll probably be back up to par here. But Glasnow has had to work. He, I said he's throwing a lot of pitches there. You can see and I don't, when I say that, I don't mean that necessarily as a negative. You can see his ball is like a wiffle ball. It's moving all over the place. Uh-huh. So for him to get the ball in the zone is not easy. It's why it's so important for the Yankee batters to watch the zone, make them work, get him out of there, if at all possible here. Don't chase. But right now, he, they have been chasing. So uh, I, I want to see how quickly this inning goes before we go on that. The Yankees would have an advantage there, assuming he gets out quickly. But once again, I think Glasgow still has plenty left in the tank to get through that inning as well. Yeah, I think that would be, and I, I it, look, it's, no, it's undeniably a gimmicky bet. But if you had to say, oh, well, at least I have this as a semi of an angle, it's like at the top of the order coming up for the Yankees, right? And the one thing that you can maybe try and compare it to is, you know, what does the fourth inning uh, prop look like, right? And they post these every half inning. Is it drastically different? How much do they change this number uh, spot to spot? Based on you know whether or not Gary uh, or is coming up or Judge is coming up, whatever it might be. Speaking of the parlay, let me double check something here. Would they dare? <laughs> uh, I was going to say the 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 draw and the zeros the uh, the zero runs. They won't. All right, we'll be right back. Or in came live right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, everybody? We welcome you back here to In Game Live on the Grid. Uh, one game that is live right now over in the NBA is Blazers Clippers, ninety six ninety five. The Blazers lead that game uh, at the end of three. Very low scoring third quarter, and no, not a low scoring quarter for these two teams that put up over a buck forty in the first half. A very low scoring quarter of only 47 total points. The Clippers win that quarter 26-21. to 21. I think there is a world where maybe it is a, a, now a tighter defensive matchup here in quarter number four. Uh, I look here with the Blazers laying three and a half. I am sure some people uh, will be interested in them trying to pull away. The reason I've not touched that is I have expected the Clippers to hang around, although the foul game, look, they can hang around and lose by four, right, with the foul game. So, again, it doesn't show me a ton of value either direction, two to one in the Clippers to win this game. Maybe you could make a case there. Again, pregame, we were on Clippers over uh, their team total of, I believe, 113 and a half. Um, so they should, should get the job done there. But you know what? I've seen a lot of things go wrong before. so. Nothing is guaranteed, uh, but definitely optimistic that that will come home. We're also following Yankees uh, and Rays very closely. A two-out double now has the Rays threatening George, uh, but the Yankees are still minus 148 favorites. Unless the inning ended, uh, they remain supremely confident that Garrett Cole will be getting out of this one. Yeah, the inning has not ended yet, but uh, no no real worries here. Kiermaier is up against Cole. 2-1 count here in the bottom of the second inning. Still no score. And also no score in Chicago. Uh, their scores at the end of two as well. White Sox had a small threat there, but a pop-up ended that inning. So no score in either one of these games here. Kiermaier is now 2-2. Two two. Cole and Glasnow, it seems like a majority of these outs are coming via the strikeout, by the way, tonight, today. Yeah, Garrett Cole right now. Uh, with already four strikeouts, Glasnow as well with four strikeouts. So He's both guys have now. the K-ball working. Well, all right. I mean, so Garrett Cole striking, striking out five of six, Glasnow four of six. And it's the, – the, see, this is the give and take of the strikeout, though, right, is it will get the pitch count up some. Glasnow through two innings has thrown 39 pitches. Garrett Cole through two innings has thrown, assuming the strikeout comes on this pitch, 37 pitches. So that's the that's the thing when the strikeout pitch is working the way it is. It can still be some longer at-bats, George, and it might maybe mean we will see these bullpens sooner than you would think. Yeah, I mean, once again, you do simple math here, right? You double it, that's now close to 80 pitches for both, 75 for Cole, that's through four innings. Now you're talking five innings, they're probably already in the high 80s, 90s. You know, they might go five-plus at this rate. Both pitchers need an easy inning. And easy innings, as you just said, are generally not strikeouts, right? Just, right. Once again, basic math tells you, well, to strike somebody a, a side out is at least nine. That's assuming no balls, no ball, no foul balls, no two strikes, anything else. So each strikeout generally seems to cost about five, five pitches on average. I think it's 4.7 overall is what a strikeout average is here. So you do that, strike out the side, that means you're over 13 pitches on a strikeout per side. You need some easier innings here, some guys to put the first ball in play, which mm-hmm. I think the Yankees could get, by the way, because Cole is not wild. He's in the zone. You know, they, so the Rays may say, you know what, let's hit him before we get to hit the fastball early in the count before he starts throwing the slide or throwing the curveball, which we know we're not going to be able to get to. Where Glasnow is all over the place. So the Yankees may be the opposite here. You know what? Let's make sure he gets ahead of us in the count. He gets a, you know, the first pitch strike, second pitch strike before we worry about swinging the bat. I can see a difference in philosophy between how these bat, the offense will attack these two pitchers. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it will be a fun one to follow. Let's take a look, though, a little bit more so with this uh, Indians-White Sox game. Uh, we're now into the third inning there. Please act. 
through two innings, three strikeouts. Like, I would have rather, would you have rather, I don't know if it would have been even plus money. Would you rather them tack an extra strikeout on and that way it wasn't the minus 190? Because did you end up getting this in? I got it in, yes. This is uh, one of the uh, strikeout uh, things I made. So I got three through two. I forgot about it, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I do have it in. <laughs> three through two. I always say please there because uh, that's a big uh, a big amount. I think you bring up an extra, an interesting point here. But I'd rather have gone to 5.5 and gotten, what, minus 120, minus 118? I think I'm going to say yes. Yes, I would have taken that. Because I, I when I'm betting, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to get way over the amount anyway. You did strike out 12. What, 12 was last time? This is a bad uh, a bad strikeout team with the White Sox. They strike out. You know, they, they're a young team, free-swinging team. They're trying to hit home runs as well here. They're striking out a lot. Yes, I think I would have preferred the uh, over 5.5 and getting a better number. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it varies. Oh, man, you know, I got a hold of one there. Um, it varies with these props. But it has to just do with a kind of feeling a little bit at ease when it comes to these bets. Like I saw the other night with a LeBron over assist prop of eight and a half. Uh, it was minus 170 for, uh, for eight and a half, and I think it was about even money for nine and a half. Well, he got nine. You know, so you tell me. But at the end of the day, that ninth assist came on one of his final plays of the game. You know what I mean, George? Like, that's where, like, as a better, it, it sometimes is that peace of mind that, you know, because now if you're playing, you know, for whatever, you know, for some people it's full unit sizes. So if it's minus 170, they'll lay the full 170 to win 100. But if it's even money, they'll then lay 100 to win 100. Um, you know, the difference there is big, right? Because you're almost losing. For example, here on this Please Act bet, if that's how you play it, you've almost lost two bets if he only finishes with four strikeouts. Whereas, you know, if he finishes bang on five, okay. But what are the chances of that? You're right. I mean, and I, I got a question for you that I was thinking about. And uh, I don't know if I fall into this category as well, but I think I do, especially this year because of what's going on. Do you find yourself on a day like today, a Saturday, but really it's almost any day now because we have games from noon on. Do you find yourself betting more games because, or more props, whatever it is, more bets? Because you have time to make up for it. You know what I mean? Because, hey, yeah, it's 2 o'clock, uh, 3 o'clock now uh, on the East Coast. Right? So uh, the police like, maybe I wouldn't have made that bet at minus 190 if this was all games started at 7 p.m. And that's it. You know, maybe a couple of late games. But because, okay, I started at police like minus 190. If I lose that bet, I can make up for it with not only the 4 o'clock games, but I got 7 o'clock games. I have late games, 9, uh, 9 10, 9, 30 games. Do you think yeah. because... We have all day to make up for it, a loss, a possible loss, that you find yourself making bets that maybe under normal circumstances you, know, you wouldn't make. I think that that's very interesting. I think it's, it's dependent on the day a bit where, you know, if I like that early game, then I'll be really excited about it, and I know I can make it back throughout the day. And I'll tell you that undeniably, I look at every game way more. Right. So let's just say between, you know, for me, basketball, baseball, I don't look at the hockey as much. If, you know, you or Cam say something, I'll, I'll take a look at it a little bit more. Right. But I'm talking about, and I look at these games from a, let me really see what I like in this spot. I agree with you. I lo I'll look at all of them. But I found myself yesterday specifically, maybe it was just a unique day yesterday. I actually found myself pulling back. I was like, I've got all day to make it up. If I don't like this game here, and I and I kind of I let a couple games pass by yesterday, George. So it's dependent on the day, honestly. Required because all of a sudden Mike Ford just hit a monster, monster home run off uh, Tyler Glasnow. Glasnow threw a uh, the pitch before it where he was strange. He uh, he spread his legs on the on the mound. He was, I thought he might have hurt himself there. And was actually looking backwards, and I guess I think Ford knew that the next pitch was going to be grooved, and he just crushed it. I mean, this was a crush oh job goodness. to right center. This is—I think it's over the uh, the Stingray pool out there. Four hundred thirty-seven feet. Now, right, it's in, oh, sorry, it's in the netting above, above the Stingray pool out there. That was a crush job by Ford. I think that's a good job by Ford. Because once again, I think he knew that a fastball was coming. Those were uh, once again, Glasnow was a little wild. 
than the two pitches before it, but he was all over the place. He had to know he was going to groove one and try and get back in the count. And Ford was not – he was not surprised. He was waiting for it. He crushed it. Aaron Judge had hit a single before that. Judge scored on the play as well. 2 nothing Yankees, one out, top three. Wow. Now, uh, this is where – this is where this stuff is hilarious. But the Yankees were plus 350 to win this inning, okay? LeMahieu gets we out, Judge gets it. on. But, like, did you think it was going to be Ford? Did you think it was going to be Ford? Wow, what a shot. No, no. You think it's going to be it, Judge, Mitt, Stanton, yeah. who's up now. Well, Stanton he hasn't, he hasn't done much in a while, right? Uh, so you would have thought it may, maybe it's going to be Stanton. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought Ford, who hasn't really done. And listen, it's not fair to him. He's only had a couple starts. But he really hasn't done all that much uh, yet this year. But that was a crush. I mean, wow, that's a majestic shot off of uh, Glass. Right. I mean, he's, he just walks in. Glass now is a little, uh, he's a little flustered out there. Which is lovely, but I have to throw, and I hate doing this to you, George, but I, you might click it. <laughs> the Rays getting two and a half is even money. Getting two and a half is even money. Do you think that this game's gotten away from them, though, now? Because Glasnow might not have a lot more left in this thing. I mean, getting two and a half, the Yankees have to score more. And that obviously doesn't factor in the Rays potentially getting one or two themselves. Now I'm not going. Well, I mean, because again, I'm I, I'm you know optimistic about the Yanks here, but that's a well. Obviously, I'm optimistic about the Yanks as well. Glasnow's up to 54 pitches. All right, this is another, this is going to be another. Unless he gets a double play ball off Torres here, this is going to be another 20 pitch inning. He's you can see why he went four and two thirds and four in his first two starts. Yeah, I think he's going to do that again. Maybe maybe he completes the fifth uh, if he gets some some outs here. So there's some problems here. Uh, with Glasnow, and you have to wonder this. I'll say it again. This might be a seven-inning game, but there are two seven-inning games. I believe, and I can't find it, uh, by the way, I believe the second game for both teams is really just going to be a bullpen game, You know, which means they, they can't have – you're going to try and pitch it, six innings less than any bullpen. You might have to go three innings in the first game of this, and then another seven innings next game. Your bullpen's going to be toast. So it could be where, uh, you know, the Rays might think if, if they go down, let's say it's 3 nothing. you know what, we're not going to use our ace relievers in this game. We're just not. We're gonna, you know, we'll see what we can do. We can stay in the game, but we got to keep our best for the next game where we have a better chance of winning. Yeah, that's a fair point. Maybe they have to leave Glasnow out there a little bit longer. Uh, I'm also starting to get worried a little bit with this Clipper game. They scored six points in the first six minutes of this fourth quarter. I will get very angry if this does not go over. Two hours, one more to go. Come back in game live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.